Hello and welcome to In the Envelope, an awards podcast. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage. I'm here to give you a front row seat to the industry's most exciting awards races. Who is in the running? What makes awards-worthy film and television? How can you, listener, win a statue of your own? We're sitting down with actors to get that insider's perspective on these questions and more, and maybe, just maybe, we'll get a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope. With theater, you have to go back to that place and remake it every night. When yeah. we, we performed that show like Beyonce was there or like yeah. Barack Obama was there every single night. Here we are for episode two of season two of In the Envelope. Yeah, two of two. Podcast. I am so thrilled about today's. Really, truly. Yeah, this I know. Has been, I, know. I don't know if you know how special this is for me. I could tell in the interview. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leslie and I, Leslie Odom Jr., our guest today, uh, we, I hate to say we go, by, we go way back, but like I interviewed him for Backstage Cover Story at the height of the Hamilton frenzy. Yeah. It was during the Hamilton frenzy. It was, it was this moment, as I think we talk about in this interview, of... of one of the biggest pop culture phenomenons ever mm. is happening, and he's at the center of it. He's the narrator and the main one of the main characters in the show. And as the Tony Award nominations are coming, and then the Tony Award nominations come out, and they break all these records, and then the Tony Awards are happening. And the, to be in the in New York then, yeah. to be in the Broadway community then, at least on the fringes of the Broadway community then, holding my microphone. <laughs> Yeah. It was really special. Yeah, and yeah. Boy, he of course then went on to win the Tony Award for leading actor in a musical. For those of you who don't know, this musical called Hamilton. Um and things of course are going to change when that happens and then when you then check in with someone a year and a half later. Well, and especially as you allude to in the interview that he could have gone one of two directions and he chose mm. Hamilton. So that was it was yes. such a great career oh, move. Um yeah. Him, well, know. and that's sort of what I love about Leslie's trajectory in his career is that there's actually several forks in the road like that. And mm. the first one being, as he details in this interview, um, choosing to go out for that audition for Rent on Broadway mm. to skip school, to go and audition for Rent and an open call that he found in Backstage Magazine uh, and electing to do that for three months instead of doing school, which yeah. gave him, of course... An array of opportunities, obviously. And it's rent. It's like, really, he owes everything to backstage, to be fair. He does. And he has said <laughs> as much. And that's why he's kind of, you know, we, I don't want to say that we're best friends, but uh, <laughs> he has indicated that, you know, backstage is a, is a friend. Yeah. And we collectively backstage are, friend, are fans of his and he's a fan of us. Well, not to be a sycophant, but everyone that comes on the podcast is very, very complimentary. And you know, not to be a sycophant is very applicable to today's episode, <laughs> where I am a sycophant. No, it's fact. not too bad, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just clearly have an admiration for his work and Hamilton and who as doesn't? a piece. Yeah, yeah exactly, right. exactly. And we did get to hear the very spine tingling. Yeah. I thought. Of him just reciting the first lines of Hamilton. Yeah, listen, listen out for that. And of course, now he's in this huge ah, movie. Yes, that's right. Um, Kenneth Branagh's uh, adaptation of Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express from 20th Century Fox. Yeah, <laughs> with the most ridiculous cast list ridiculous ever. Ridiculous <laughs> cast. And um, 
it was cool to hear about how he got involved in that because mm. that's huge. Yeah. It's a huge, big first step to go from Tony-winning Broadway star to bona fide movie star. Yeah. A lot has changed since our last interview, and uh, it's just going to be good to, you know, do like a periodic check-in with, with Leslie Odom. Yeah, we'll do another one in a couple of years' time, and his exactly career's right. taken off post this interview. <laughs> That's exactly right. In fact, we've interviewed him about theater and now about film, so maybe next time it'll be about TV. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. We should go to our proper intro now. Okay, yeah, I think, think it's time. All right, here we go. Leslie Odom Jr. is the 2016 Tony Award winner for Best Actor in a Musical for originating the role of Aaron Burr in Lin-Manuel Miranda's hit musical, Hamilton. He's appeared on the big and small screens in everything from Smash to the upcoming adaptation of Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express from 20th Century Fox. He is also a huge fan of Backstage. Here it is, our interview with Leslie Odom Jr. and I, the time has passed, first of all. Yeah. I'm thinking about where you were when we spoke for that cover story and where you are now. Yeah. It's remarkable. Yeah. That time of your life, I have no, I don't even know if you have enough hindsight to really think about it, but that was such a moment. I don't, but what I, what I do know is how helpful that, that cover was and that's <laughs> truly really? and how, yes, yes. <sighs> and how helpful, you know, what a, what a helpful moment that was. That's great. Um, that's so... Great. Yeah, my life, like, it feels very busy, but it doesn't necessarily feel, you know, on the inside, it doesn't feel all that different. It just feels busy. On the inside. Yeah. I guess it's just busier. Well, it's a lot busier. Is it busier than an eight eight times a week schedule? Probably not. not Probably not that. Yeah. <laughs> you were, like, injured. I remember you were like, oh, I'm working on this injury and this injury and, like, obviously still in the... Like basically physical therapy and like. Yeah. Should we save all this for the podcast? Are we? Are we? Have are we, we? Have we gone into the podcast by accident? Yeah, we're, we're recording, right, Jamie? Yeah. Sam says yes. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I think we got we got some of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can keep going. I just I didn't yeah. know if you. Yeah. Let's yeah, keep that's going. good. Yeah, we can recap that. That I actually just reread that cover story because I hadn't read it in a long time. Oh my gosh. And man, I forgot that I uh, wrote a lead, the very first sentence of that story was like parodying the lyrics of Hamilton and it was like rhyming and everything. Was, <laughs> it, was it really? Like a little embarrassing that I did that. I but don't remember that. I mean, and we had some great photos and that's really good to hear that you, I mean, obviously we should, we should kind of rehash a little bit okay. because you're a fan of Backstage. <laughs> yes. And part of the reason we booked you for this cover was because we knew we were interested in that talking we had to a, each yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I, uh, when I was first starting out, um, a mentor of mine, a teacher of mine told me when I wanted to start going on auditions and stuff, she said, you you know, you got to get yourself backstage. That's how you'll find out where, you know, open calls are and things like that. And so I found my rent audition in, in backstage. Mm-hmm. And you skipped high, you were in high school. You I was in hooky. high school. Yeah. I, I, we short, we condensed the story when we tell it. But uh-huh. uh, when I, the actual first audition I went on, I also found it backstage. It was for Lion King. I didn't get the Lion oh, King, okay. but Rent was my very second audition, and that was Lion King on Broadway, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Lion King on Broadway. They, I'm, was it Lion King on Broadway? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Lion King on Broadway, and uh, I didn't get that. But then the next audition, I and you were I 17. Got, yeah, 16 when I went to the audition, oh. 17 when I booked it. Wow. 
And um, it's all thanks to Backstage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you were put through that ringer of, it, was, it wasn't a long run in Rent, was it? For me, no. It was about three months. I was, three um, months. but That's you know, remember... Crazy. Yeah, and I was at sixteen. The longest show I'd done was a weekend. Yeah, you know yeah. the long. You know, I'd, high school. Yeah, maybe I'd done a you know a few a few weekends in a row, but to do, you know, a hundred shows or something, you know, hundred and twenty five, however many shows I did, I was over a hundred. Yeah. That was you know, that was very very new. Yeah, and then it was Carnegie Mellon. Uh huh. And <clears throat> you have a lot of um, obviously you have a lot of like friends from that from that program. I believe Josh Gad is one of them. He's, is yeah, that right? that's right. Yeah, Josh okay. and I were in the same class. And, and that's where um, Billy Porter went. It is. And Renee Lee Goldsberry. Renee Lee Goldsberry. Danae. Panina. Patina. P- Panina. <laughs> My brain. You guys forgive me. Patina Miller. Panini Miller. Panini Miller. My sweet Patina. She was my she was my little sister when I was... um. When I when you're a senior, they give you like a little brother or a little sister. Yeah, you're cool. And Patina was my little sister. Who else? Joe Maganello, Matt Bomer. Oh right, right. Zachary right. Quinto. It's an insane just program for musical yeah. theater stars. Yeah, but then correct me if I'm wrong. It was ten or so years of working in L.A. And the way you described it was coloring within the lines, like kind of just doing yeah. what is asked of you and not really taking any huge risks as an actor, especially in the audition room. Yeah. And it wasn't until you gave yourself permission to be dangerous, mm-hmm. to take a risk. And I, I, the, I think the point you made about like in school, you want to do everything by the books. You want to do everything yep. right in order to get the A. Yep. But that's not necessarily what makes you jump forward in your career in the that's real right. world. Yeah, if, if I could, if I could, I had a wonderful education. I loved Carnegie, but if I could change one thing, mm. and it's very controversial. I don't know if I don't know if many professors would go for it because, um, you know, because their egos and stuff are involved a mm. tiny bit. But um, yeah, I would make it pass fail. Yeah, because I don't, you know, I don't think that you should be graded on art. I think it's about showing mm. up, and what you put into it. Um, you know, you'll get out as much as you put into it. Mm. And I w- if I was a professor, it's like I wouldn't want to hold those keys to that's the, again, mm. teaching the teaching the students that it's it's going to be up to you. How, how however much you put sure. into this education, it doesn't matter to me. It matters. To, it should matter to you. Mm-hmm. And so if you show up, you pass. Yeah. The only way you the only way you, your grade goes below an A or below a P yeah. is if you don't sure. come. Yeah. Not because. Yeah. You know, I'm about to go to, I mean, you know, it's 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 how, especially like it with things, um, with the schedule, how it is and sort of how my life has changed. I remind myself of that all the time. I'm reminded myself of that on the way here. It's like mm. I'm exhausted and, you know, half my brain, you know, a third of my brain is in L.A., a third of my brain is in London, mm. you know. A part of me is here, you know, a fourth of me is in this room. But when I'm here with you, mm. I'm here. Yeah. I'm fully you present. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. It's like, it's just, it's a, I think, I wish that you could teach um, that that is enough. Even if you show up unprepared, even yeah. showing up <laughs> slightly tired, even yeah. showing up, it's just being there. Yeah. You know, at my, my trainer was telling me that, you know, last year during the whole Hamilton process that, you know, because um, I was... Uh, working out pretty, you know, uh, pretty heavy too, in totally. addition to the show. And he was like, I love it. He, he said, you know, I'm never going to measure 
um, like what what you, what weights you're lifting, like the amount of weights you're lifting today. Mm. He said, you're hundred percent. You're going to give me a hundred percent every day that you're in here, but that's going to change based on the sleep you had, yeah, based okay. based on what injuries you're nursing. You know what I mean? So. Give me a hundred percent of where you are today. Yeah. Right. And so that um, very easily applies to acting. For sure, yeah. it applied to the show. All that I, that I applied, I applied directly to the show. Mm. It was what is my hundred percent yeah. for this matinee? Yeah. <laughs> what is my hundred percent for this ninth show of the week? Yeah. You know what's my maximum for for right here? I'm not comparing it to yesterday mm. or Mm-mm. you know when Just the president was here or when the president was here. <laughs> you know, like what yeah. is my hundred percent today? And and it was always enough. Yeah, and you have to you have to sit with that. You have yeah. to know that it's enough. That's right. I think it was Jonathan Groff also a front who I talked to about Hamilton who said sometimes you have to forgive yourself if it's if you. I think he was talking specifically about like not hitting the note correctly or whatever. Oh yeah. If you need to walk off stage and go, all right, I'm just gonna let that go. For sure. And and when just you have be kind. Oh yeah, you have to be kind to yourself about that. And and yeah. you have to. Uh, oftentimes, what I'll do is I'll put myself on the on the opposite end um, as an audience member of a performer that I really love or a performer that I know is giving me all that yeah. they can they can give me. I don't give a damn if they crack. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't care about that at all. Sure. I don't care about a tiny imperfection. I'm. Mm. I'm so happy that they're there. I'm so happy yeah. that they're. You know what I mean. That they're giving. That they 100%. came. That they showed up today. You yeah. know. And so like, mm. I'm not grading them in that way. Yeah. We can. We're. We're. You know. We have to be as kind to ourselves as we are to mm-hmm. the people that we love. Yeah, and I love when you. I love hearing about the people that you admire and look up to and the the performances that inspired you oh yeah i'm wondering if there's been any recent ones recent ones um you know i i I love josh's performance in murder on the orient express josh gad yes i've seen josh do um you know we haven't worked together since college we worked together a bit in college because josh even then was creating his own work and creating Mm. opportunities for his for us to work and mm. work on stuff while we were in school. Mm. But, um, you know, we certainly have seen each other and hung out a ton of times, but sure. we hadn't worked. This was the first time we'd worked together. And so to see him, um, you know, what, you know, almost 15 years in the in the film business really has done to his work and how, mm. how gutsy he is and how daring he is. Um, and then to see the final product of it, I, you know, I think yeah. it's I think it's some of his finest work that he's done since we since we got out of school. Totally. And Josh, like me, I think um, I, I love to hear you know from everybody, I, you know, about um, you know, I love to after when you put in hard work and you you know and you are showing it to the world, I love to have discussions about it and like <laughs> you know, is it good? Is it bad? You know, and I don't mind if you if it's like. You know, not I'm not gonna always be great. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, no, that's the guarantee. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's, it's like, always. if it's not great, like let's talk about why. What wasn't successful? Let me like, let, you know, when I'm talking to my friends and talking shop, this is why. Mm. You know, and here's what I'm working on, and I'm gonna fix that. I'm gonna get better next time. Mm. But um, the people that you know, it means probably the most to me um, outside of my family is my classmates. Yeah. If I can oh, still yeah. impress them. 
right. people that have known me since I was 17, 18 years old. If I can show them a side of myself that they've never seen. Yeah. You know, Josh would come to see Hamilton. He came to see Hamilton three or four times. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it meant so much to me that, that he was able to see growth in my work. And so, yeah, you know, right. I, I think Josh in this film is doing work that inspires me. Um, I... Uh, and there's always something that this you know there's always something that I'm inspired by. I went to see um I haven't had a chance to see a ton of work. Um but I went to see Meteor Shower the other night and mm, um mm-hmm. Laura's a friend of mine, Benanti's a friend of mine and so to see her up there after she's given birth to her baby mm. and to see what she's sort of, you know, what she's working on and mm. how you know to see, you know how that's affected her life, is she, you know, is she freer, is she mm. you know what yeah. whatever this situation is like that that's inspiring to me to see, you know, to see somebody fold in their life experiences to see how, you know, those life experiences, marriage and kids and yes. divorces, you know, how those sure. things, how people fold that into yeah. their work, if it affects their work at all. Um, well, that's interesting because I really wanted to, congratulations on your newborn child. Thank you very much. I'm, but I am curious about how that affects your artistry. It affects my Folding artistry. it into your depictions of of humanity. Yeah, I mean it's it's new all the time, but I the the latest way on sta- on stage when I'm singing, I can sometimes cuz I've been doing a lot more concert work than ever, you know, since I left mm-hmm. the show, that's been that's what I've been doing. 80% of my time has been concerts. Yeah, wow. Um and music. And um I I don't know what what my little girl's going to end up doing. She's 6 months old. Yeah. And I, you know, I I don't really care, you know. I want to do something she, that she loves, right, right? right? But you know, thinking like you know, so I wonder if she wants to be a performer, if she wants to be a singer, right? How you know, it, it makes me want to be a model yeah. of what that should look like, sure. right? So it's like, how do you teach a little kid to mine for truth or to be honest on stage if you're not doing that? T- totally. Totally. Do you know what I mean? So I think I'm thinking about that now. It's like, what is Lucy gonna think? You know, am I, am I being You're like holding yourself to a higher standard? Exactly. From her perspective, almost. Right. Even though she's far too young to have that perspective. Totally, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you and you just know one day. I mean, she's coming from two performer parents. Yeah. Like she's. It's not gonna be not on the table. <laughs> she's yeah. gonna be a performer of some yeah. sort. She'll certainly have. I mean, we hope. You know, she certainly has the potential to have an eye at the very least because she'll, you know, we're, we're going to sure. take her to so many things. Yeah. So she'll, you know, she'll have, yeah. hopefully she'll have great taste. Right. Well, what else? I mean, I suppose we shouldn't like exactly gloss over Hamilton, but what, since Hamilton has been, what other things are being folded into your life? What else has changed since I last, since we had that interview? Mm. <laughs> we'll get into like becoming a movie star, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Um, what else? I mean, sort of, um, you know, it, the the biggest thing is just like it's having a, for the time being anyway, you know, having a place in society, having like a, having a, having mm-hmm. a position, mm-hmm. having a station, it feels like, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you just go from virtual anonymity yes. <laughs> to, to like, you know, um, being recognized quite frequently sure. or, you know, and, and people in particular, um, you know, because Hamilton was this thing that set a table for people, um, it set a table for people of different generations, different cultural mm-hmm. backgrounds to, to 
have a conversation with each other too. You know, there was this thing that that people bonded over. It, yes. You know, it's it's bonded. Oh people my age share it with their parents yeah. and their children. Yeah. There's not many things that I mean. Those mm. are special things. Yeah. There's like Disney World, <laughs> and you know, there's a few things totally. in life that we share across generations because they're just huge parts of pop culture. Right, and so Hamilton is totally. one of those things, and so people feel a, a really special, particular way about mm. about it because they share it with their kids. Because it un yeah, it like unites people. That's it, what it is. It's like you know, we, me and my kids listen to this on the way to school, yeah. or oh, you know, yeah. it's it's the only thing my kid listens to. I you know, I my kid got me into it. So yeah, um, so yeah, that just that position. Um, is you know now being outside of the show and sort of out in the world, right? Um, looking back, or not yeah. quite looking back, I guess. Not but. not looking back, but just you know, you're, there's a part of when you're doing eight shows a week, you're you're chained to the theater, so it's like you know, yeah, releasing that and being out in the world. I'm I'm getting to um, sort of see the the reverberation and the ripples effect of the yeah. show, you know, in, when I'm in places where. You know, when I'm in Iowa or when I'm in, yeah. you know, Kansas really cool. or when I'm, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, that's a big thing. Sure. I mean, along with the just the, the more standard of oh, getting recognized on the street, like the fame aspect of it. Yeah. Which is fun, uncomfortable, just trippy. I'll say, I, I mean, I have, I have a few friends that have gone out to L.A. and like I like I was out there for 10 years and when you're when you're out there especially in the beginning you're really rolling the dice mm. you don't know I auditioned for a lot of stuff that I would have happily taken if it came mm. and any one of those things could have been the thing that makes you yeah right and um Funny. yeah you know it's I I shudder to think at some of those things you know like you shudder well and you bailed on a leading role in a TV show to do Hamilton right yeah and you, because you knew, well, you didn't know it would be that big a hit, but you yeah. knew about the material. You really felt that in your gut, right? Yeah. I just, I mean, I felt the way so many of your listeners felt and the way, you know, the way so many people that I meet feel. I just, I I loved the material. And so it's like, I I had never, I hadn't felt that way about material since Rent. You know, I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't fallen for a piece of work like that since since Rent. And so... I heard this quote a long time ago that an artist spends their whole life trying to get back to the place where their heart was first opened up. Yes. And I was back in the, you know, Hamilton put me back in that place. And so we're, there's nowhere else in the, when you find that place, yeah. you stay there. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and of course that place is in the theater, you know, like of course it's there in musical theater. Yeah, for me it was, you know, for me there's there's just something about the, um, the interdisciplinariness of it, mm, you know, the, yeah. the the fact that I, there's no parts of myself that I have to leave at the door. Yeah. You know, in Murder on the Orient Express, it's a really cool, fun thing, you of know, course. but there, you know, I don't get to, you know, singing is one of the things that makes me come alive. Yeah. And I don't, I don't get to do that on, on most film sets or most television sets. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, a, a, a place like the theater, you know, just uses all of me. Definitely. Yeah. Well, definitely in a part like that. Yeah. And in fact, I, I'm wondering too, when you're playing, you play Aaron Burr and you play him for as long as you did and you develop him and essentially create him. It's funny because he's a real person, but I think yeah. of you as someone who just created him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but um, 
it's the kind of role where you you talk about 100%. I mean, it's just your sweat, blood, and tears all over the stage every night using every ounce of energy in your body. What next role could compare? Like, how do you then view, is there like a a next level of a dream role or like as a great question are you looking for the next challenge like how do you then move on i gave myself this i let myself off off the hook and i let the business off the hook in this way i said it's taken me what let's say let's be generous and say 15 years Hmm. really it's been 20 years you know 20 years in the professional theater Mm -hmm. at this point but you know when i when i found hamilton it was about 15 years Mm -hmm. you know it took me about 15 years to find that part yeah in the theater. And so let me give myself at least another 15 to find <laughs> oh, the I next like one. Okay. You know, like yeah. it, they, they don't come around that often. Yeah. And so the goal in the meantime is to stay busy and to stay creative and to keep yeah. learning so that I'm ready when it comes. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of all the jobs that I did helped me get ready for Hamilton. Oh, yeah. You know, they all mattered. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it took me a minute to find that. So yeah, let me give myself 15 years in film to to Absolutely. learn this thing and yeah. to to get better and mm-hmm. and keep you know and experiment and work with cool people and fail and all that yeah. Yeah, let me give myself a second to get my bearings in this new place yeah um and then we'll see what see what happens yeah yeah, yeah that's beautiful because how else are you gonna <laughs> recover from the hangover of Hamilton <laughs> oh my God you you have to recover from it. it took me about a year I'm sure it took me about a year to sober up. It, that's yeah. a great. That's a great. Um, uh, and and it's, it was the best. You know, it's the best high. Yeah, it's the best. The high. You know, well, yeah. that you could that you could feel. Yeah. But um, it culminated in of, you winning the Tony Award. Yeah, outside of you know getting married and having a kid, of course, which those yeah. those are highs as well. Way you know. Um, well, and the timing of having a kid was was I think good for that for this yeah. period of your life too. I think. Yeah, those there there's but you know even. Yeah, there, there was something about there was something about you know Hamilton that's unlike the the it doesn't compare it anyway, right? So we don't need to compare it. But yeah, <laughs> there's something anything. about the you know the fact that I, I remember I realized that the at the um, at the public Hamilton is you know the energy of that show when we were when it was in its at its you know apex, you know, for us anyway, mm. at its zenith. <laughs> it was like, it's not like we're doing this all, all, we're doing all this work to get to perform at the Grammys. No, no, no. The Grammys right. are every night. Yeah. We cool. have to do the Grammys every night. Yes, we have to do high. the White House performance yes. every night. Totally. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like my wedding was, was, uh, we were, we were, punch drunk we were dizzy we were so happy and excited yeah. and tired and in love on that day yeah but then the next day we didn't have to like do the wedding day again <laughs> you know what i mean we we didn't have to you know like yes. the day lucy was born was like amazing yeah. and it was so it had all these surprises and it was unfolding and, and then she was here right and it was like you know we didn't have to do the day she was born again like with the theater with unlike a movie unlike a tell with theater you have to go back to that place and remake it every night when we we performed that show like beyonce was there or like barack obama was there every single night so 
And that, you know, we did that for, how, I don't know how many, I did over 400 shows. Right. So over 400 times uh-huh. it was that. So, it, so, it, so coming down off the high took a little longer than. <laughs> right. I must, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even sound sustainable. Yeah. How you did it. It's. I mean, it's. It, there's. It's beautiful. You know, like there's sure. no complaints about it. It's. I don't think. I, I definitely felt like towards the end of my contract, it did feel like, you know, the wheels were about to come off. I mean, it, I felt like I was yeah. rattling to mm-hmm. the end. You know, what I mean? it just it was. There was a little bit of a rattle. Yeah. I, I definitely needed needed a rest. My body was. I was holding it yeah. together towards the end. There, you talk about sustainability, but but. For the most part, you know, you're. It's more than high. Olympic athletes. I mean, it's, well, it's similar to Olympic athletes. Yeah. If you really are at that level, you gotta keep maintaining that level and yeah. you can't ease up. And and it is emotional. The high sustains itself, I feel like, for eight shows a week. You just kind of keep getting there. Yeah. And of you, course, you're in a room with a bunch of collaborators who you trust and love and like oh they help God. get you there. So. Oh my God. Yeah. There was that thing too. There was this beautiful equation that like, you know, I don't know if it exists anywhere in the world, but somewhere in the in the Richard Rogers Theater, whatever your contribution was, mm. it came out on the other side and it was enough. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like somewhere in the, you know, like you're at, you know, you're you're in the dumps, your body's you got you got <laughs> nothing left to offer. But somehow or another, after it after it gets filtered through, you know, that stage and you know and philippa has her part and lynn does his part and david and renee and oak and anthony and jasmine after it goes through that equation it comes out on the other side and it was enough yeah um Mm. it was a beautiful time of course of course could you describe you've you've, of course you've described this moment before but could you just describe you were at vassar college and you were watching the reading of hamilton for the first time yeah and the moment that you knew like this was that rent moment of like, oh, this is unlike anything I've. Oh my God! I mean, it was, yeah. They were doing the the reading of the first act, and mm-hmm. I was probably, I mean, twelve bars in. You know, those first. Oh, the very the, first. Number. Yeah, the, the first. The, those first. How does a bastard orphan son of a whore and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by probably those that <laughs> you just first keep going. <laughs> th- that first little Aaron Burr section. Yeah. You're already like you're sitting straight up. Yeah. You're sitting straight up mm-hmm. because you're like, mm, this feels profound yeah. right there's something special that's happening here and then it's a game you're playing with yourself where it's like well surely they can't sustain ah, this yeah totally you know what i mean so yes. the next i'm waiting for i'm waiting to come down off the cliff i'm waiting like what's the number that's going to be shaky yeah where you know i'm sure they don't have the whole thing figured out so yeah this is really great but that you know and then every you know <laughs> then like the story of tonight happens mm-hmm. and i and I've said this before, but you know, as a fan of the genre, as a fan of theater, seeing four men of color on a stage singing about friendship and brotherhood was something that I'd never seen before. Yep. To me, that was the revolution. Yeah, and so like That's part of Hamilton's revolution. That the story of the tonight show. is the fourth song in the show, and I'm yeah. like, I'm in, right? <laughs> totally. In. And then they're satisfied, and then yeah. there's wait for it, and then there's. Dear Theodosia. And that's and all just it's, the first act. It's just like, right. you just can't believe that they can sustain that level of excellence, and he does. Totally. Well, and you, you mentioned, too, this idea of, like, the day of your wedding and the day of your child being born 
as these, of course, these huge life events that can't be compared to anything else. Right. In the course of Hamilton, those things are happening. You're depicting right. a character who, I don't know how many years of, of Aaron Burr it is in his life. I guess it's all the way to the end of his life, technically. Right. Yeah. So decades. Yes, decades. And all of those events are happening in yeah. the show. Satisfied is an entire play <laughs> right. in one song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was, there was, there was a. That was one of the things that bonded us, I think, to each audience because by the end of it, we've lived so much life together. Yes, we've yes. lived. We've, you know, it's three hours mm. and some change, I guess. Yeah. So there's just there's that literal time that we've spent together, but also, mm. you know, they've, you know. David's track alone. I mean, like they've seen him play two different people, and they're so totally. different. And like you know, we've just we've they've seen Philippa's journey from like teenage girl to you know scorned lover to building the orphanage. I mean, you know, what I mean? it's just by the end of it, they're like, "You're my people." I was talking yeah. to my um my book editor t- today i'm writing a book oh my but gosh, I, I, don't, yeah, I was talking to my book editor and and we were talking about amy i didn't get to see amy after the show but she was like so you surely you've probably met her before and i said yeah I've, I've, i met her after the show a few times and um the thing about hamilton was i've realized how how lucky we were to be meeting people after hamilton because they were like we were meeting people at their best. I wasn't meeting people in a coffee shop when they're busy or, mm. you know, in an audition room. Mm. I was meeting everyone that I met was after they they felt like they had they had this wonderful experience and they were opened up. Their hearts were opened totally. up and they, were, they you know, they felt bonded yes. to us. And so yes. that was also a great gift. Yeah, it's rare yeah. to like meet that uh, just a succession of celebrities in that context. In that space. Yeah. Right. After they've just had like an intense exercise in empathy, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was very. I, I I met less than a handful of jerks. I won't name any names, but they're le- <laughs> less than a literally less than one handful of people. Like yeah. you know, kind of felt like you know they, they weren't, weren't sold on it. Yeah, they weren't affected. <laughs> <It's> weird. <laughs> That's weird. All right. <laughs> um, let's ask about. I got to ask you about Murder on the Orient Express. Sure. What? How did you? First of all, how did you get involved? And what's your relationship with Agatha Christie? Um, I I got um, a phone call, uh, you know, a, um, an email about it probably a month or so after I left the show that Ken mm. was interested in in me for this part oh, cool. and that, you know, unlike other things, it was like you're kind of the only one that he's interested in. So he wants Great. he wants you to make a tape, but he saw Hamilton and you know you're the one he wants for this part. Hmm. And so that actually did kind of like the opposite is of what you might expect. It just, for me, it felt like, at first it was like, oh, great. And then it was like, what do I have to do on this tape to oh. live up to, you know, because I still, so I essentially still had to audition, but it was yeah. like, you Oh, know, so he saw Hamilton, but he wants to see like some tape of something else. I had to make the, t- I had to do material from yeah. the movie. So it's uh-huh. like how good does this have to be? Right. I, you know what I mean? It just felt like a lot of the pressure. The ultimate self-tape, yeah. Yeah, so it felt like a lot of pressure. So I, I put it off for a while, and then, you know, I kind of woke up in the middle of the night one night. I was like, okay, I need to focus on this thing. It's an opportunity. Mm. And it was also, as you can imagine, it was it was really difficult. Um, the process, it was part of that, part of that sobering up process was pulling mm. myself, you know, extracting yeah. myself from that show, you know, to, in, in like, this thing that I'd loved so much and I'd and I'd sacrificed for and I just had just been such a, you know, thing. I felt a little bit flung to the mat. So mm. it was a little bit 
challenging throwing myself emotionally into something else, else. You know, yeah. it's like even though it wasn't, you know, I was I was essentially, you know, splitting up from Hamilton. It was it was an, wow. it was amicable. It was yeah. you know, there was no it was, you know, kind of a. I think it's time for us to both move on yeah. kind of thing. Right, right, right. But it was still like, oh, I got to go dating again. Oh, yeah, like, dating uh, somebody else. You yeah. know, it was like, oh, I don't know if I feel like this blind date right now. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> well, somebody's um, so different. Yeah. Like, anything's going to be different, I guess. But. Of course. So that's, you know, that's still sometimes hard. I have to like really, okay, invest, throw mm. yourself into this. You know, you never know what can come from it. So. But yeah, I got, I got that call. I made the tape, and then I had a phone call with Ken. Um, and after the phone call, it that was, was it? it was mine. Yeah. At what point did you know that some of the biggest movie stars in the in the entire industry were also in it? <laughs> I kind of knew then. Everybody wasn't cast, but I knew yep. that Ken was in it. I knew Judy Dench was in it. Cool. I knew, I knew Ken, Judy, and at that time, I think they were. It was rumored that Angelina Jolie was going to do it. The Michelle Pfeiffer role? Yeah, yeah, I think that was the rumor. So I, um, that was enough for me. I was like, you know, but really <laughs> yeah. Ken was enough for me because, yeah. you know, I was I was very interested in, in doing more film work. Those were doors that were not open to me prior to Hamilton. So sure. as you can imagine, it's like, what did I want to do after Hamilton? I wanted to do stuff that I couldn't do before Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> let me like let the show doors what, that are show open. yeah, show me the thi- like the list of things that nobody would have ever let me do right. before <laughs> this two-year journey. Totally. So th- this was one of them and and to work with somebody like Ken who um you know, who's traversed the worlds of hmm. of theater and film, both sides of the table, both sides of the equation, yes. you know, so Tons. so successfully. Yeah. Um, He's I was extraordinary. Like, yeah, yeah, there's nobody better for me to learn from. And he yeah. was enough, but everybody else was icing on the cake. It was a bonus, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Daisy Ridley were really, really lovely together. Hey, thanks. She's amazing. Good old Daisy. I, the thing about this film, I loved, I, this is it's such a fun film and it's such a great, like, ensemble, it's a piece of, like, ensemble acting. Yeah. And... What fascinates me about, I guess, specifically an Agatha Christie story is like, obviously, the, there's Hercule, and he's the main character, and of course, he's You in. said that so well. Did I really? Way better than oh, I do. Pl- yeah, that's so good. Wow. I was winging it. I've been like <laughs> speaking all day. I can't even believe that I pulled that off. Um, so obviously, he's like the big character, and then when you have a, a huge cast of suspects, but also, I think, a huge cast of like big stars, yeah. it's interesting to see everyone kind of gets one and a half scenes, basically. Yeah. To like do the like the one Inquisition scene, and then maybe another thing, uh-huh. and then I guess there's like a big last scene. Uh-huh. I don't know how many how spoilery we want to be. Uh-huh. But you have several, and you and Daisy actually are two of the bigger of the supporting, and it's interesting to see who gets to kind of take that. And Josh Gad has like a really meaty. He's got some nice stuff. Scene, yeah. and I mean, what? How do you? What is the supporting role to you? Um, well, I just looked at it as you know, I I had just come from being a part of a fabulous ensemble mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where where I I hope that we um, shared the stage I know that we we shared Absolutely. the stage just as much as we took the stage mm-hmm. um, that was that was part of the thing mm-hmm. it's part of the vibe yeah. and so um, I was very excited to at the prospect of doing that again of course I didn't know how those other big movie stars were gonna affect the thing yeah um, their styles but, their approach there, yeah if they that. would be into that but I, mm-hmm. I I was very excited about it and and to my surprise they were all excited about it too you know everybody everybody was excited to work with Judy you know oh what I mean God, I, wow. you know Michelle Pfeiffer cried when she met Judy oh, Dench cool. you know so That's so, cool. um, so yeah we were all 
fans of each other. I mean, Penelope <laughs> Cruz, what a movie star. Penelope Cruz. What a movie star. Um, and Willem Dafoe, oh my <laughs> God. You know, you know, Willem's got, you know, tiny moments in the movie, but mm. I'll just, t- I mean, mm-hmm. what he's doing yeah. with the amount of material that he's giving, you know, and, and Willem's, he's Oscar nominated. I mean, he's, you know, yeah. he don't, he don't need to have a whole lot of lot to do in every movie, but um, <laughs> it was it was a real gift to yes. see him in process. He's special. I'm sh- yeah. Well, and weren't you all were you all sharing the quarters of a actual train? Yeah, pretty the, close was, quarters. Yeah, it's close quarters for yeah. yeah weeks at a time. And how do you act um, suspicious? <laughs> <laughs> how do you are you are you um, try your best? Slash... You try your best not to act suspicious. Oh, okay. Oh, it's kind of like playing drunk. That's right. You you try to play like you're drunk, but you're trying to be sober. That's right. Yeah. You just you try your best not to act suspicious. Cool. And you know, I I had plenty of nerves on the set, plenty of plenty of reasons to be terrified. So I just <laughs> um, allowed that to be you know sort of present. I tried not to do. I tried to you know that discomfort and that you know that disquiet. I um, just allowed to be there. Yeah. Let myself alone. Accept it. Don't yeah. like suppress it. And yeah. Have it come popping out or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's good advice. That's good advice actually for actors who are new to film or new to sets. So I imagine it's pretty overwhelming. Yeah. And there's something about, you know, you can't hide it anyway. There's something about the, you know, I remember, again, I won't say any names, but I, I remember <laughs> working with this actress who I actually thought in life, I'm I'm always learning, man. I'm the TV and film thing is just, <laughs> I, I love it. I, I'm so glad. I'm so grateful that I get to learn on the job. That I, you know that it's not they don't shut me out and make me learn these things in in you know, in my bedroom. But right, there was this actress that I, a working actress that I thought was kind of shaky in life. I mean, I just found her like sort of, like you just like, are you okay? Like mm. she just was always sort of a little trembly, a little. Um, I just think that was just her natural state. She, I don't know why, but she's just a little sort of off balance slightly or mm. something. And and I didn't know if that was like just on this job or whatever, but the camera picked that up. I didn't realize, but the camera read that as vulnerability. Oh, this is amazing. We should. I should ask you one more question just Great. and get you on your way. I believe you're on your way to an audition. I'm on my way to an audition. That's so good to hear. Can you say anything about it? I shouldn't just because, you know, like... What are you... How many auditions are happening and what are you going out for? I, I don't audition often. Yeah. I audition... And that's not a... That's just because um, we are, thankfully, you know, pretty picky about things. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I'm still willing to audition for something that's, you know, cool enough. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, the audition process is... Um, you know, if if that that if that is changed in any way, it's just that I'm I use my voice a little bit more. If there's something that I need, you know, I'm going to speak up. Like today, hmm. the, the I had a, I had an, I was supposed to go in with the casting director, um, but I actually, as I was preparing for it, and I, I haven't had enough time to prepare. If I'm not, you know, just I'm oh. busy. Like I haven't sure. had enough time to prepare. So there was that, but there was also like the material is kind of. Um, 
it's a tricky kind of weird tone you know it's it's a dark comedy tone and so mm. i was like you know what actually i need a little bit more control over the, if i'm gonna go through the the business of auditioning right mm -hmm. and like they're gonna give it to me or they're not mm -hmm. let me not have the added pressure of like somebody else's time mm. somebody else putting me on a time clock and somebody else you know they're gotcha. lighting no i'm gonna make my own tapes so i'm mm -hmm. gonna go down to soho and self-tape for this thing right. and tape it as many times as I need to yeah. until I feel good about it yeah. and we'll send that in and you know and and that way you know you can wash your hands of it and there's no regrets yeah. you know and you can let things be what they're going to be and that assertiveness maybe is not typical uh, earlier in your acting career that's yeah. not really going to be something that you some of that stuff is not possible right yeah. earlier yeah that's for that's for sure but yeah. you know the more the more dues you pay you can st there's still things you can say i you know I, I, this is sort of important you know i think what we're what we're seeing one of the things that we're seeing with all the all these you know sexual um, misconduct allegations yes. and all that stuff you know we're learning a lot about positions of power right mm -hmm. you know i think um, men yeah. in positions of power are learning a lot about um, how to be better, <laughs> and and that yeah. and, and that you know and that you know things can be exposed about you and like yeah. right. But I hope that what we're that what that what people that what women in particular, but mm -hmm. also it's not just women, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen that it's you know there's also been men that have come out that said this has happened to me too. Is that we're gonna learn to use our words even when we're not in power? Mm. I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah, I don't like this. Yeah, you know. Just and, advocating. And, you know, yeah. because because some of these situations we're hearing about, these weren't people that were tied down. These were not people that were necessary. Some of them were, but some of the situations we're hearing about, this is just a person that was like that didn't know yeah. how to say what no, step to take. Yeah. how to say, which is understandable. Totally. But again, we're going to move that forward too. By I want I want my kid to be able to. I want her yeah. to know how to say. Not only do I want her to be able to protect herself physically, right? If somebody yeah. wants, but if what about if it's not physical? If totally. it's mental? If it's emotional? You have to have the fortitude, that strength of character, mm. that you know, knowledge of yourself to say, you know, I'm not comfortable with yeah, this. To set your own boundaries. I don't. I don't like this, and I'm and I want to leave. Right. Sure. You know. Yeah. It's like a. It's a self worth thing. It's like a, I d deserve these boundaries. Yeah. I have a basic level of safety that I require. Yeah. And if there's anything that's violating that, like, and it, like you're saying, it can be really tough to hear that or to know. To know that, that it's okay to say those things. Totally. And it, and it, and it, and it, you know, I think that, you know, once you start working on this stuff anywhere in your life, it affects mm -hmm. Everywhere in your life, if you take, you know, you yeah. take a little bit more charge of your just a tiny. It's not about being rude or anything. You take a little mm -hmm. bit more charge of how you, how your audition experience goes. You know, sure. It's like there's you know there's there's ways to do it. You know, there's there's things to to take a stand about. Actually, you know, I would like to do that scene again if you have the time. Yeah, I I, I want to go again if line. that's okay. That's, yeah, it asserts yourself. I want to, you know, room. or totally. you know, actually, I don't have. I gotta. I have to. I have to get to work. I don't have forty-five more minutes to wait. Mm, and mm -hmm. so, is it? Can I come back tomorrow? Can yeah. I self-tape? You know those totally. <laughs> those kinds of things. You know, using yeah. your voice and yeah. you know, you do that in in your in your life. You will. It will show up in your work. You do it in your work. Mm. It'll show up in your life. Mm. Lovely, anyway. wonderful. <laughs> yes. Um, any last parting words of wisdom for backstage listeners of this podcast? Hey, good luck. Do your best work. <laughs> Love yourself. Be kind to yes. each other. I'll see you soon. 
Leslie Odom Jr., thank you so much for joining us. It's really thank wonderful. You. Thanks, Jack. One thing I will say about that interview, Jamie, is that we, I, uh, did not get Leslie to sing or try to convince yeah. him to, I didn't feel. <laughs> Missed opportunity. I guess so. I mean, he sings all the time <laughs> in all these concerts and I felt like I didn't want to put him on the spot. I don't know. We may have had some copyright issues as well. That's true. That's Oh, that's also true. That's also true. But here we are in a recording studio. He's got the voice of a god. That was the first thing my wife said when I <laughs> said to her that he was coming on the podcast. And she was like, yeah. can you get him to sing? Oh, I know. Crap. <laughs> he really does have the most extraordinary voice and singing as well as speaking. Mm. And he's also just uh, has brilliant words with that voice. Yes. Lovely, lovely man. Lovely man. Um, Leslie, you can come back anytime. Yep. <laughs> Every couple of Just years. Just as long as you sing. check in. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> next time. We'll get you to sing if that's all right. Yeah, I know. It's. I mean, that's the thing when you're the star of Hamilton specifically, but also just any musical theater star, you're going to be expected to. Well, if we schedule it for your birthday, you can maybe Ooh. get him to sing you happy birthday because now it's out of copyright as well. <sighs> There's no copyright issues with the birthday <laughs> song. All right. This is a good way to plan next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can plan my for my birthday. All right. This podcast, I think, should last long enough that we swing back around for Leslie's next giant wave of success. Yeah. You know? It comes in cycles, doesn't it, with these things? So yeah. another, like, yeah. 18 months, two years, he'll be on the crest of a wave again. Well, and like he said in that interview, like, the thing about starring in something like Hamilton and, and it being so everything, it being so mm. in-depth in so many different aspects of his life and being okay with waiting waiting yeah. for it it's a reference to Hamilton <laughs> waiting for it for that for that next potential opportunity it might take another 15 years of work before you get something as right as brilliant as Aaron yeah Burr, you, you know? can't expect to hit the jackpot with every project no. No, right that's right thank you so much Leslie for joining us yeah it is as always a pleasure shall we is that the end of our show yeah let's roll credits yep Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe for more interviews from the front lines of the industry's awards races. In the Envelope is recorded at Lotus Productions and Hyperbolic Audio in New York City. Thanks, as always, to producer, editor, and all-around podcast whiz, Jamie Muffet. You can follow him on Twitter at JamieMusicNYC. You can follow me, Jack Smart, on Twitter at JackSmartWrites. Thank you, of course, to the team at Backstage, the most trusted name in casting. That's Peter Rappaport, Mark Stinson, Francis Ramos, Rowan Al-Khatib, and especially the astounding Casey Howe. For more awards and industry coverage, head over to Backstage.com. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time for another glimpse in the envelope. <laughs>